The important thing is not who pulls the trigger, but who's behind the person who pulls the trigger. The plotters. The masterminds working in the shadows. Raised by Old Raccoon in the Library of Dogs, Rezing has always been surrounded by plots to kill, and by books that no one ever reads. In Soul's corrupt underworld, he was destined to be an assassin. Until he breaks the rules. That's when he meets a trio of young women with an extraordinary plot of their own. Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. I'm Emma. And I'm Christina. And today we will be discussing The Plotters by Unsoo Kim. First, we're going to give our non-spoiler reviews. Emma, how about you start us off? What did you think of The Plotters? Okay. I think I'm going to disappoint everyone. I, out of all the books we've read, this is probably the book I'm the most indifferent about. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Indifferent? It wasn't bad by any means. It was a very well-written book, but it was a very unfocused book. (laughs) It took a while for the plot to come in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this book wasn't long. But it was longer than its plot. The plot was very short and simple. But there's this whole world that's created. And there is lots of looks into the main character. And it's an interesting character study. So it's interesting. So it's not bad. But I didn't care that much about it. Interesting. That's what I think. Yeah, for me, fair enough. I I feel like I liked it. Like I feel like I liked the small, almost like short stories about his past and like the short character studies. Then I liked the plot of the book. Like once it got into the <laughs> plot, I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, okay, we're doing this now. But, like, I really enjoyed the character building and, like, the little stories about the characters that were built at the beginning of the book. Like, I could have just done a whole book of those. And I kind of thought that's Mm. what this book was until, like, two-thirds through the book. (laughs) (laughs) When, like, the actual plot was revealed. (laughs) But Mm. uh, I liked the book. I thought it was good. (laughs) And I echo Emma. It was very well written. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. Uh, So (laughs) for me, I really loved this book. Like, it's honestly probably one of my favorite books that I've read this year. You're just saying that because you picked it. (laughs) I don't know. I picked Lost Girls, and I did not care for that book. That's fair. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Like, this book really reminded me a lot of Drive Your Plow over the Bones of the Dead. Was that what it was called? Okay, that's exactly... We just call it Drive Your Plow That's exactly what it was called. But it it reminded me a lot of that book... uh, Except that I really cared about the main character and I didn't in Drive Your Plow. 
uh, I don't know. I fell in love with Rezing. Like, I know that he's a killer, he's an assassin, but he was just such an adorable dork. Yeah, I really liked I mean, him too. Like, he was so adorable. I, I mean, he he loves to read, uh, the names that he gives his cats, uh, how he talks to himself in the mirror. I don't know. I just really fell in love with him. And I also need to say that any book that slides in a reference to Achilles and by proxy, my boy Patroclus, is more there was often no than not. Mention of Patroclus. No, by proxy, by proxy. <laughs> if you're going to mention Achilles, then clearly Patroclus is not far behind, okay? So it's going to end up being a book that I enjoy, is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> uh, the side characters were also really interesting and enjoyable to read about. I thought that the book was funny. I laughed out loud a couple different times throughout the book. It does take a while to get into the main plot. Yes. That the that's like in the front cover description of it. It takes a really long time to get to that. I don't yes. care. I really enjoyed learning all about Rezzing, so I didn't mind. And then the action scenes, I thought, were really well written. Um, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with I that. I loved, loved, loved the action scenes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I think the fact that the story took its time getting to the action made the action scenes really stand out. So I think in that instance, I was fine with it taking its time. And I just really liked it. Time for our spoiler-filled discussion. So this is the part where if you haven't already read The Plotters, you need to decide if you want to go read the book and then come back and listen to our discussion, or if you are fine with being spoiled. All right, Hannah, what's this book about? <laughs> oh, this book is about an adorable man. <laughs> Who loves to read. That's not true. Okay. You said that. He, he says doesn't care book, about reading. He's like, I only read to pass the time because it's the only yeah. way I know how to pass the time. He does not love reading. Yes. Stop okay. saying that. He does not love reading, Hannah. He doesn't love reading. He... <laughs> no, I know. And that's even one of the quotations I have written down um, is, is about how he doesn't love it. He might have loved reading until Old Raccoon slapped him in the face for reading a book. Yeah, that's fair. I think he he did like reading until that instance, and then maybe even until Achilles died and he felt so wrong by that incident, you know? Mm. There we go. So two traumas. Yeah. <laughs> Just, mm, I don't like reading anymore, but I still read everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. I felt really wronged by when Achilles died too, you know, as a kid, like, just, I felt the same way that he did, like, why wouldn't you not wear armor on your one weak spot, you know, like, ugh, you're so stupid. <laughs> wow. No, we... <laughs> what?! That was his big rant. He was like so angry at Achilles yeah. for not wearing armor on his I'm ankle. I'm just confused by your rant. That I just like. That, are, you, are you doing a bit right no, now? No, I just sympathized with him. I like. I totally got it. Like I was angry too when I was a kid because that was about the time that Troy came out, like the movie, and then I was obsessed with the book, and you know. <laughs> 
obsessed with the book. Interesting. I had to read it for school. But, you know. Okay. I don't know. If we're going to get off on an Achilles side tangent, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for Achilles because my boy Patroclus was killed because Achilles was being a whiny baby and decided that, oh, woe is me. I can't go on. I can't do this anymore. And Patroclus goes out and is like, well, somebody's got to, so I'm going to do it. And then he gets killed. So yeah, Achilles then goes out and goes on his murder rampage and then gets killed. And that's what, that's what happens. Oh. <laughs> oh. Fair. Anyways, that's what the book is about. No. <laughs> is it? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so the book starts off with Rezing about to murder an old man who's watering his flowers. And mm-hmm. this old man, while he's watering his flowers, is like dancing and smiling and like talking to his flowers and being like the cutest old man in the world and Mm -hmm. you're like immediately endeared to this old man and you're like why in the world would anyone want to murder this sweet old man and then his large puppy comes up to him it's an old dog but it's a very large old dog and he's like playing fetch with him and I don't know, something softens in Rezing's heart, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell by the way it's written, whether something softens in his heart or what happens. But he decides not to kill him that night. And he decides just to wait till the morning. And in the middle of the night, the old man finds his tent and invites him into his cabin. Rezing just says he's a hunter. And they, like, bond. They have, like, a really nice dinner. Mm -hmm. They drink. They tell, like, old stories. And I don't know. You're, like, really endeared. And, like, I really don't want him to kill this old man. And there's a part of Mm -hmm. me that doesn't think he's going to. How you fool. (laughs) (laughs) So from the beginning, I'm like, he's not going to kill this old man. And then there's going to be a hit out on him. Like, that's my guess from the beginning of the book. Oh, you thought the plot was going to start at the beginning? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Again, I'm a fool. Although, I mean, him him not killing the old man that night was, like, any deviation from the plot, we learn, is messing up the plot. Yeah. Yeah, which, at the beginning, you don't know it's, like, the rules are that strict. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he does kill him the next day. The old man tells a whole story about his grandfather and a whale. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, how he like shoots it with a harpoon. Uh, anyway, tells this whole, whole, whole story. And I don't know if you want to get into the specifics of the story, but I have one quotation written down at the end of his story where he's talking about throwing a harpoon is like making a bad life decision. So easy to do, but so impossible to take back once the damage is done. Mm, yeah. Foreshadowing. So, yeah, so the grandpa was a whaler who tried to kill this whale. Some 
series of events happened, the whale ended up saving this guy's life, and the whale ended up living as well. And so then, yeah, that's the old man, the the grandpa was just kind of living his life, and then at the end of his life, he's like, "I'm gonna go out to sea and be with the whale." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a part of it was also part of the story was about how people deserve to choose a dignified death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I also thought was foreshadowing for the end of the story. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I, I was confused about why he was hired to kill this random old man. <laughs> well, you definitely are at first. They eventually tell you. Yeah. And I guess a lot of these people, like, he's just an assassin, so I'm not sure he knows half the time why he's killing these people. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the time he's told to kill someone and he just does it. Yes. So anyway, now we find out a little about this murderer. Yeah, we get a bit of his backstory about how he grew up in the library. Oh, but before that, he was born in a trash can. Yes. yes. Oscar well, the yes, Grouch. He was, he was born in a trash can, left outside a nunnery. Mm-hmm. And then when he was four, he was taken in by old raccoon. Okay. To grow up in a library that has assassins and hitmen. I had like real like Ninja Turtle vibes at the (laughs) beginning of this. (laughs) (laughs) I was like picturing old raccoon as like, you know, the master rat dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was like, everyone has animal names. Like, are they actually animals? Like, I was like, is this like some sort of like metaphor story? Like, what's happening? Mm. I wasn't sure like how magical the story was supposed to be at first. Not (laughs) because everyone had like animal names. But no, they're just humans Mm. that have animal names. So yeah, he grows up in a library. He doesn't go to school. Uh, and so then he has to teach himself how to read. Mm-hmm. And then old raccoon finds out and is not happy yeah, about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you learn to read? <laughs> and reading books will doom you to a life of fear and shame, yes. is what old raccoon <laughs> says. It's so dramatic. Wow. It's so unnecessarily dramatic. Yeah. But it's great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. great. Yeah, it's him. What? Stop reading. It's him, grabs the book out of his hands, but Rezing was defiant about it and grabbed his book back because he wanted to know how the story of Achilles ended. Because mm-hmm. he loved Achilles so much. But then was so sad that his hero was felled by one tiny weakness. Yep. And, and other things. And by such a weakling. <laughs> And by having a moan in the middle of a war. (laughs) Yes. Patroclus deserved better. So the second chapter is kind of, well, I guess all the chapters are kind of cut this way where he's in the present tense, but then he like slices back to memories a bunch. Mm. So this chapter was kind of neat because he's reminiscing about other times he spent with Bear while he's with Bear. So he's with Bear turning in the old man's body, who we find out is an old general from the North Korean army. Yeah. 
who actually like participated in some great atrocities and yeah. mm-hmm. got got away with a lot of bad stuff and was also a good friend of old raccoon yes Resing met this old man as a child mm-hmm. yes and then they go into a story about chew yeah this mm-hmm. is where things get confusing because they start out with say by saying two years ago and then they say four years ago so two years ago then two years before that it's like oh my god yeah well yeah because it's been two years since chu was killed but then it was before that where he went rogue yes and and went off book and did his own thing which he wasn't supposed to do and took him like two years to get caught yeah after that Mm -hmm. and two years have passed since then Yeah, you had to be paying attention a little bit. Yeah, it's like, why can't we just start that with four years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, No, no, we we will. Four years ago, Chu did not kill a 21-year-old prostitute that he was assigned to kill. And so then he... Should I... Are you glaring at me, Hannah, for saying prostitute? I'm so sorry. Sex worker. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alright. So then... So then he starts going on killing spree, killing all the plotters, I think. Mm-hmm. For a while, I yes. wasn't sure the difference between plotters and assassins. Yeah. This is also the chapter where we find out about Rezing's two cats that are named Desk and Lampshade. Which is super adorable. And then in this chapter, we also see Chu come to visit Rezing before he was killed. And they just have a chat, and Chu leaves him one of his knives. Well, you skipped the part where Rezing kills the prostitute, which apparently I'm not supposed to say, but I didn't know that. Oh yeah, sorry. Rezin gets his next assignment to kill the 21-year-old, and he's never killed a woman before, and he goes after the one that Chu wasn't able to kill. Yep, yes. So this ties actually back into the whale story that you just mentioned, because he lets her choose her own death. Mm -hmm. She's like, she right away knows that she's about to be killed, and he for some reason is like i don't know taken aback or softened a little bit and is like okay well how do you want to be killed and he doesn't really know why he asked her this but he's curious why chu let her live and is like curious how she wants to die and she happens to have like a vial of poison on her it's cyanide which is not actually a pleasant way to go and he tells her that um he has a vial of barbiturates on him in his suitcase and this is a suitcase that's provided to him by plotters Mm -hmm. so he has a vial of barbiturates which he's like this is a much better way to go you just fall asleep and that's that so he gives that to her she dies and as far as, like, why Chu lets her live, she doesn't really know why. She- yeah. He just, he wants to find out, like, 
who is at the top of all of this making these decisions? What kind of person is this? And Ressing says, it's just an empty chair. Hence mm. the cover of the book that Hannah has. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as far as we know, Ressing has messed up every plot that he has been assigned to do. From the two that we've heard about, he messed up the old man. He didn't kill him on the right day. And then he wasn't supposed to poison the girl. He was supposed to break her neck. So mm-hmm. what's up with this guy? Like, he seems pretty loyal to the plotters and doing whatever they say. But at the same time, he's kind of doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We also find out that Chu is stabbed to death and killed by someone known as the Barber. I know. I love the gimmick there. I love it so much. (laughs) So the next chapter is the Doghouse Library. And that's where, I mean, that's the name of the library. We find out more about the library. But also we find out that we were not supposed to cremate the old man's body. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Resin goes to the library and he is trying to meet with old raccoon, but then he's told that he has to wait because Hanja is there instead. But who and is so Hanja? Hanja is like another person like old raccoon who gives out assignments from the plotters. Yeah, I, I don't think they're ever given a title. Like there's plotters and assassins and then they're like, I guess they're like the go-betweens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like assassin fathers. <laughs> Father <laughs> figures. <laughs> but yeah, Hanja was like, we wanted the body to be there and there'd be like a whole media circus. Mm-hmm. Oh, who killed this guy? Who killed this guy? But Old Raccoon knew that, well, then Resting is obviously probably going to be found out or, you know, this isn't going to be good for Old Raccoon's business. I don't know. I... <laughs> I was kind of confused about that part because Haja comes out and talks to Rezing and tells him about the whole media plot. And then when Rezing goes in to talk to Old Raccoon, Old Raccoon is like, no, none of that's true. Like, why would why would Haja tell you all that? Like, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like Old Raccoon and Rezing did exactly what they were told but Han just spinning it back on them, being like, no, this is what I actually wanted, or what the plotters actually wanted. And that Hanja did all this to make the library look incompetent. So that way, mm-hmm. no one will go to the library for their business anymore. They'll all go to Hanja. Yeah, Hanja's oh. trying to drag the library to the ground. Like, is trying to come out gotcha. on top. Okay. But we don't actually know if any of that's true. That's just old raccoon's theory. We we don't really know who's right, who's wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense though. Uh we also meet the cross-eyed librarian, which is super mean yeah. to like refer to her yeah, as. Rising was really mean to her. <laughs> yeah. She's just uh the f- librarian innocent librarian who he's who has a little wonky eye and that's all he notices about her but she just is an innocent person working at the library who he notices i assume she knows Mm -hmm. everything that's going on well i don't think she was supposed to know everything that was going on there i think 
once we figure out later how she's involved in all of the plots and whatnot, that, yeah, she probably does know everything, but I don't think Rezing, I'm pretty sure the librarians themselves, he talks about how they don't last for very long, um, and they go through a bunch of them, but I don't think they actually know the goings-on of the library. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to beer week. Oh my god. The beer week chapter. I really enjoyed this <laughs> chapter. We get a lot of different things. Um, we get a lot of thing, things. One thing is we just find out like very nonchalantly that there was a bomb in Rezing's toilet. Yes. Yes. That's just like dropped in. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think the sentence was, sitting beside the crumpled cans was the bomb he'd found inside his toilet is is how it's announced to yeah. us. <laughs> Flashback to a week ago. Yeah, it's so nonchalant, like, at the beginning. Like, I had a hard time grasping, like, what timeline this happened in until, like, a little bit later in the chapter. I was like, oh, this is now timeline. <laughs> like, this is right now. <laughs> mm. I was just like, did he find that, like, a long time ago? Like... <laughs> Exactly. Or we're gonna flashback to a long time ago. No, it happened earlier this right. week. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, we, we find out that there was an intruder in his house and that whoever it was, they looked through his books, they tried to play with his cats, made a cup of coffee and then washed the cup. <laughs> <laughs> so they do all of these things, uh and eventually because, like, he knows that there's an intruder, but he's not sure what it is that they did. And so then he... And he's on edge because of uh, Hanja and everything that's going on with that. So, you know, he keeps, like, turning over his apartment and trying to see, like, what is it that they possibly did here. And so then while he's doing that, he's deciding to go through this beer week, which is what he does anytime he feels anxious, <laughs> is he'll, he'll just have a beer week. And then it was thanks to that that he discovered the bomb in his toilet. Yeah. Yeah. He and is... before it killed him. Exactly. And before it killed him, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was vomiting in his toilet when he found it mm -hmm. and he was so happy she's like oh my god i finally know what they did in my house <laughs> right right <laughs> oh my gosh uh well we find out that the bomb has like belgian pieces to it it has like i don't know I don't know, a bunch of mismatched yeah. pieces to it. So it's hard to track where it came mm -hmm. from. Yes. But in the midst of Beer Week, he's reminiscing about a past life. And it's a past life, like another time when he messed up with the plotters and had to like lay low. So Old Raccoon mm -hmm. gave him a new identity and he had to go to a different town and assume another name and take a job in a factory. And, mm -hmm. um, and he meets a lady. He meets a lady. <laughs> and he fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> the lady is shocked at his lack of money sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and his inability to take care of himself. The way that they met is like the craziest thing. So he's like, he like barely knows this person and is just like walking around at work and is like, hey, want to like get lunch at the work, you know, down the street or whatever during our work 
hour or whatever. And they walk past his apartment. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, I live here. And she's like, whoa, there's no way you could live there. The rent there is like super expensive. That would be like a third of your paycheck every month or something like that. Something Mm -hmm. insane. And he's like, yeah, so whatever. I don't have much stuff. And she's like, no, I've got to see this. I've got to see how you're living. And he's like, well, we just met. (laughs) And so she forces her way into his apartment, Mm -hmm. which is practically empty. But she finds a closet (laughs) that's filled with like a box of dirty underwear and socks and then Mm. like a shelf full of brand new unwrapped underwear and socks so basically he doesn't have a lawn like a washer dryer and so he doesn't know how to do laundry so he's just been throwing away all of his dirty laundry and buying new (laughs) clothes (laughs) whenever he needs it which is like she's like this is absolutely ridiculous what are you doing you crazy man yeah so she just grabs a plastic bag from somewhere stuffs all his dirty underwear she's like just met this dude and is Mm -hmm. like i'm taking these and washing these for you there's like Mm -hmm. a year supply of underwear in here you're returning these packages tomorrow yeah And then she just leaves and like, that's it. Or she's like, there's like 15 minutes left of their lunch and she like buys him lunch. And Mm -hmm. then that's that. Like, so aggressive. Well, and then it's like a week later where they they don't talk at all for a while. (laughs) He's just like, what is going on? Now she won't even talk to me. But she's just, she's just like, oh, no. So embarrassed. (laughs) She's so mm-hmm. embarrassed by what she did. Like, I mean, so reasonable because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's probably like, "What possessed me to like do that?" But, mm-hmm. God, <laughs> I... but it does eventually work out. They end up moving in together. She gets him a bike to travel to and from work with a lovely pink basket. Uh, <laughs> And I liked how when he was made fun of at work for it, instead of like getting rid of the pink basket, he just put a sign on it. Yeah, <laughs> and was like, "The rumors aren't true. Shut up." Yeah, <laughs> but that's how he became friends with his coworkers. It mm-hmm. is. It was. It's cute. <laughs> I like it. Too bad it ends tragically. It does because yeah, he gets word from old raccoon that it's safe to return, and at first. I mean, obviously, because we're in the future, we know that he does end up working for Old Raccoon again. But there's a bit where he's like, hmm, like, no, Old Raccoon, I think I might, I might stay. But then he decides against it and he packs up everything and he he leaves without a word. Mm -hmm. And even Old Raccoon is like, that's fine, like... I will make sure, like, your identities are erased here, like, rezzing will go away, like, all of traces of rezzing are gone. Like, you can keep your new identity, uh-huh. I'll make sure you're safe there, like, you know, you can live your new life happily, whatever. So he has an out, and a chance to be happy, and he throws it away. Yeah. 
for no stated reason at the time. Perhaps implied reasons, but nothing clear. Like, I was expecting, like, something to happen for him to be like, oh, no, I can't handle this life. And then for him to be pushed back towards the assassin life or whatever. But he just kind of decides mm-hmm. on a whim that, like, nah, you know, I changed my mind. Like, overnight, you know? Yep. It's not even overnight. Yep, it's yep, like yep, he yep. hangs up the phone and is like, nah, never mind. You know? Gotta go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. old raccoon, I want to stay. Hang up. Nah, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep so then the next chapter is the meat market we head to the meat market where anything and everything can be bought yeah before that Ressing told old raccoon about the bomb in the toilet and old raccoon said Mm -hmm. go see Hanja if you want to live Yes. but instead of that he goes to the meat market and we have quite the scene Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> we meet uh, Minari, uh, a hired gun who is like trying to work a con to get this woman to hire him to kill her husband. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gosh. But she like changes her mind and then wants the price lowered and yeah. she's a mess. <laughs> yes. But Ressing wants to know. What what's the plot against him and old raccoon? Because he thinks Han just got something cooking. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, because he's noticed like previously all meetings would have happened at the library, but since Hanja has it out for raccoon, times seem to be changing. Um, and he just wants to know like what meetings are happening, what's being said at these meetings. I need all the details. Yep. But Minari doesn't doesn't say anything. So what does mm-hmm. Resting do? <laughs> slices off his fingers some of his fingers yes. while he's smoking oh a cigarette yeah. exactly <laughs> I was about to say he he's smoking his fingers sliced and I really wanted we know that wrestling is like a chain smoker I really want him to pick up the cigarette and start smoking it <laughs> yes. but he didn't <gasps> while oh like gosh. using the fingers too and like <laughs> smoke it <laughs> Uh, but yeah so he does then learn that okay something big is being planned something tied to the government possibly about the upcoming election the president um but doesn't know exactly what is in store for old raccoon or for him yeah yeah something's going to happen but yeah, and then when talking to Old Raccoon, Old Raccoon it just keeps saying that, I mean, no matter what, another villain will take Hanja's place. So it's time to just kind of step down. Yeah. And be done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But back to the bomb in the toilet plot. <laughs> yes. We meet Jiangan. I love Jiangan. Yes. So... <laughs> Jiangan, the tracker. Or the shadow. Yeah. He, he, Resting put him on the case. Find out who made this bomb. And he's like, mm-hmm. here she is. The convenience store clerk. <laughs> yes, we see this like bubbly, talkative, happy convenience store woman. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? 
Uh, but we, we find out that she's a doctor, that she worked in labs, and that apparently a lot of plotters are doctors, uh, but they're usually older and they're usually men. Mm-hmm. And then, as is the case with this book, then we get backstory on Jiangan for a while. Jiangan yeah. <laughs> for a while, uh, where we find out about how his father uh, became a tracker uh, when he was searching for his wife who had run off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, but that Jiangan is like the best tracker. Yeah, his father was a bad tracker, but he's a good tracker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. We find out about how um, the uh, the convenience store clerk, how her parents died in a car crash when uh, she was younger, that she has a younger sister who was paralyzed because of that crash, and, and that it seems like it was a messily carried out plot because the dad was a government official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. But Rezing's like, I would have been 12. Why is she targeting me? <laughs> He's taking this really personally. This makes no sense. Yeah. But she did order three parts for the bomb. They were ordered in mm-hmm. her name and they were sent to her. And we do find out that her lab mentor, when she was still working in a lab, was a known plotter named Dr. Kang. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he recently mysteriously committed suicide. By jumping off a tall building. Or was mm-hmm. he pushed? Yeah, Jiangan is like, this This girl killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Mito, Mito killed him. Yes. <laughs> and I don't remember if it's before he goes into the store or after he goes into the store, but there's at one point where uh, Rezing's looking at all of these pictures uh, from when Jiangan was like tracking her, yeah. all these pictures. And there's one picture where she's like holding up a sign that says "Save the koalas," yeah. and Rezing's like, "What am I worth less than a koala?" <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "What are you worth more than a koala?" <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just uh he's just so adorable too he he wanted he became a geology major another random fact that we get about him but he became a geology major because whenever he got bored while traveling with his father he used to suck on small rocks like they were candy to learn their different flavors yes he was like maybe i should have studied gastronomy instead (laughs) oh Gun. he's so cute so cute such a sweetie. Yes. But yeah, he, he goes into the store. At first, he's trying to wait for her to leave the store. Yeah. Like, uh, but then she just keeps staying and keeps staying, and she's not following her schedule that she had been following. And so he just gets annoyed, and he, like, stomps over. But it doesn't seem like she recognizes him. And then yeah. he ends up buying candy bars <laughs> and a sports drink. He's like, I'll go up to her, and she'll immediately recognize me. I'm like, if she's actually, like, this criminal mastermind, I think she'll be able to pretend that she doesn't recognize mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, I think he underestimates her for sure. For sure, for sure. But I think he's hoping to catch her off guard and hoping to see, like, a little mm-hmm. bit of surprise in her face. Like, yeah. she's not going to expect to see me here. Like, she doesn't know that I'm on to her sort mm-hmm. of thing. But, she, yeah. you know, she knows everything. 
I was also wondering at this point, like, did Mito know that he was outside and that I was wondering if is she trying to keep him there for a while so that somebody can go back into his apartment again <laughs> and try to like set up another bomb is what I wondered mm. when I was reading that chapter like is, is she doing all of that on purpose honestly she probably was doing it all on purpose because we find out later that she is a big mastermind of like everything but... yeah I think she <laughs> I think she knew that he was waiting outside for her and like trying to, mm -hmm. because obviously like if she keeps to like the same schedule every day and this mm -hmm. one day she's not leaving work on time, I think it's because she knew that he was outside waiting for her. Like I just picture him outside in yeah. his sunglasses like, when is she leaving? When is she leaving? <laughs> like just smoking his cigarettes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like why is this creepy guy just standing outside <laughs> like oh it's just rezzing i know that guy mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but rezzing doesn't find out anything from mito the supposed bomb maker mm -hmm. and he takes his cats to a cat cafe <laughs> yeah he's like i'm not coming back for them <laughs> That was so sad. <laughs> he drops them off with the lady there. It was so sad. I was so sad about that. It was really sad. Oh my god. Oh, he missed his cats so much. Yeah, oh. okay. But he wanted them to be safe. He wanted them to have, be taken care of if something were to happen to him. Oh, it just broke my heart. Wow. Uh, you know, I didn't put it in my notes because I was like, this isn't important. I mean, I didn't put it in my it's notes incredibly either, important. but it still broke my heart. <laughs> so anyway, on with the bomb investigation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so next he goes to Mito's sister's shop, which yes. is a knitting shop. Yes. And her sister's name is Miso. Miso and no, Mito. Misa. It's Misa. Misa. <laughs> it's Misa. Oh my gosh, yeah. I wrote it wrong in here. <laughs> my I can't believe you were calling her Miso. <laughs> oh my gosh, I should have known. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote Miso in here. <laughs> oh, and Misa reminded me of Jar Jar Binks a little bit. <laughs> You know what? how he says Misa? Misa Jar Jar Binks. You know? But you were reading it Miso. I, <laughs> well, no, when I read it, I read it as Misa, but I just I wrote. I believe you. It's just a typo in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mito, Miso, like, come on. Of course I wrote it like that on accident. <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, he goes. And she is just the nicest lady ever. So sweet. So and sweet. She also recognizes him. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, you're my sister's boyfriend. And he's like, yeah. what? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he was like, what? And, and so then she's like, oh, I knew it. I knew she was turning into a stalker again. <laughs> again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Just like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> but yeah, Rusty carries a big box into the store for her, and she's like, let me make you food, coffee, and mm -hmm. fruit. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go use your bathroom. Oh, look at this secret room. 
where there are pictures of me everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so then he comes back from the bathroom, and who enters the scene? The cross-eyed librarian. Yes, Suman. Yeah, we find out her name. We didn't know. We had to unfortunately refer to her as the cross-eyed librarian until this point. Yes, unfortunately. She, she walks into the room, and then immediately Mito enters the room as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all know each other. But basically, it's yep. confirmed that Mito is a plotter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not just an assistant yeah. to a plotter. Mm-hmm. And somehow the librarian is involved as a spy for her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was before this point, but I forgot to mention it, that uh, Ressing went into the library one day and was like, oh, the librarian is gone. How strange. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, these three ladies seem to be having something in the works. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yet we also find out that Mito was in on the plot to kill that woman that Chu refused to, and that she put the bottle of pills into Rezing's uh, case and to see what choice he'd make. It seemed weird. <laughs> seemed a little convenient <laughs> to yeah. the plot. But then was but, mad okay. when he made that choice. Yeah. And he's like, well, then why'd you put them in there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she's planning to take it all down. She wants to take it down from the top. She wants to take out the chair so that no one else can sit in it. And will he help her? No. No. <laughs> he He's like, no, I'm going to kill you the next time I see you. Like, you need to stop this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first read this chapter, I was like, oh, come on, wrestling, team up with them. But then I was like, no, don't team up with them. She put a bomb in your toilet. Yeah. Also, she doesn't really say what her plan is. She's just like, oh, we're just going to kill everyone, I guess. I don't know. She d- never seems to have a very well thought out plan. It's yeah. always very vague. Mm-hmm. So I was at, the, at that time, I was like, okay, I'm glad the team up did not happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But then the next chapter, Tragedy. find out Made me sad. that Jiangan is dead. Yes. Oh, I was so sad. <laughs> but who wasn't sad? <laughs> I know, I was sad too. Old Raccoon wasn't? Old Raccoon was not. Ugh. So he he seemed pretty sad. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. Hans' lawyer brings in the body. Obviously, Jiangan was killed by the barber. But the lawyer's yes. like, it was some young Japanese guy. And Old Raccoon's like, okay, whatever. So then when the lawyer leaves, Old Raccoon starts crying. And he's like, I was left out of the loop. I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. And Ressing has this epiphany. Just wait a minute. You're not sad that this guy who's been loyal to you forever is dead. Yeah. You're sad that people aren't letting you in on their plots. <laughs> Your pride. Mm-hmm. Your pride is hurt. <laughs> Uh, so th- this is Ressing's turning point. This is kind of the final mm-hmm. straw. Just, oh, Old Raccoon doesn't really care about me or mm-hmm. anyone. Right. Uh. Yeah. And and previous to this, like, Ressing was kind of trying to convince Jiangan to, like, let's just leave things be. Like, we don't really know what Hanja's up to. Like, we shouldn't really follow up on this too much more. Chongan's like, 
I got this. It's all good. And supposedly uh, he was killed because he had a list of plotters' names and was going to sell them. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him taken out. But he was set up. He was set up! Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Rezig's not sure how he was able to get that list. He thinks someone gave it to him or planted it for him to find. Someone like Mito, possibly. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is Mito. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, we, we take another trip back to the meat market. He goes to talk to old Hisu, and he, like, runs the meat market. Everybody's got to pay him. Mm-hmm. And and Dressing's like, I want the barber's address. I'm going to go take him down. Yes. <laughs> yes, finally. So we get the big confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh <laughs> But but yeah, he, Rezing also goes to the convenience store, but Mito has quit. Uh, and then he goes to the knitting shop and he finds her. And, you know, they're they're chatting for a while and he, he lays it out. He's like, okay, there are a couple different people I want to kill. I want to kill you. <laughs> I want to kill Hanja. And I want to kill the barber. What order am I going to do it in? <laughs> and, and so then he decides that he's going to do it barber, Hanja, then her. And she's like, well, hold up. No, <laughs> the barber's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do it in that order. But whatever. He's made his plan. Like, <laughs> that is what what he wants to do. Uh, and I, this is also where we realize that she is very much planning on dying at the end of all of this because she's like i've become a monster along the way a tragic hero like i'm gonna like when when this all goes down when this is all done i'm not gonna be here anymore mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but she's like no you can't go kill the barber right <laughs> yeah so no one thinks he's going to survive his encounter with the barber and they're mm-hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i Loved the next chapter so much. I just, I I love how they start off the chapter because you know he's going off to go against the barber. And then it starts off and it's like, he's getting his hair cut. Yes. Or at, and at first I'm like, wait, is he already like fighting with the barber? And then it's like, wait, no, he actually is getting his hair cut. And then it's like, well, wait, what? And then it's actually the barber who is giving him the haircut. Yes. Like, the assassin barber is giving him a he, he lives yes. his gimmick. He is a barber, which was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, he, he's like a 50-ish year old man who gives really great haircuts, just the best haircuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So haircut happens and then wrestling's like, yeah, time to fight. <laughs> Oh, and they have a great fight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've got a choose knife. And the barber's like, hold on a minute, let me go get my knife. <laughs> and wrestling's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, at one point, Rezing also notices um, a bill from the hospital. Yes. I'm just putting that side note there. No, it's important. <laughs> put a pin in that. Yeah. Put a pin in that for later. So they fight. Uh, yeah, and Rezing, he tries his best. He has some moves, but the barber's really good at his job. Yeah, he's really good at stabbing. But yeah, he's he's about to kill Rezing. 
But then the barber's wife stops him. Mm-hmm. And she says, think of our daughter. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they need to say goodbye to their daughter and that they've lived long enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dire stuff. Um, but this takes us to the grand finale, which... Actually, mm-hmm. there's a lot more that still happens, but it's the last chapter, so it's yeah, a grand it's a hefty a long chapter. <laughs> but yeah, so Rezing survives somehow. For now, <laughs> he wakes up in a cabin with uh, Mito, uh, Misa, and Sumin. Yeah, and they're taking care of him. Misa's being adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It starts to snow outside, and it's just Misa. I don't know if I can talk about this now. It's just Misa and uh, Rezzing in the cabin. And she's looking out the window and is like, oh, my gosh, it's snowing. It's so beautiful. I would uh, like it's just amazing. He's like, do you want to like go outside? And she's like, I can't like my wheelchair. And he's like, what's wrong? Like, you know no like i'll take you out he brings her out and she like thinks her wheelchair is like too heavy for the snow or something i don't know it's like ridiculous no, that, that's, that is hard to push in the snow he clears he clears a whole path for her yes. and he takes her out yes, and yes. it's so cute oh it's amazing and she just loses it oh so cute <laughs> but yeah wrestling is like I'll say in love, in love with Misa because he's like, she's so pretty. She's so sweet. She's Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. everything good. Yeah. But yeah, so he's recuperating there for a while. And then we find out that Mito knows like that both Hanja and Old Raccoon have ledgers. Yeah. With like all of their info about like all the plotters, I guess, or like where they get their jobs from. Like... You know, <laughs> this is the thing we need to get. <laughs> it's very vague with the details. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be more specific, but it's just like, I need ledgers that have information. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. It basically, it's like it has all the incriminating information that anyone would need to like prosecute them. Maybe not put them away because they're so powerful. At least Hanja is powerful enough that he might not be put away. But it'll keep him in the court system for long enough that it might do some financial damage or annoy him for a really long time. Keep him out mm-hmm. of the game for a long time that we might be able to ruin the system. Yeah. Yeah. So Wrestling agrees to, to try and get Hanja's ledger, but he's like... Old raccoons, I'm not gonna get it, and I don't know where it is. You're describing mm-hmm. this thing that does not exist. Yeah. And at one point, also, Mito comes home crying and saying that she killed a girl who had been in a coma, and that ends up being the barber's daughter, which was like his reason for even doing the assassinations in the first place. I, I guess, like, he like yeah. needed the money mm-hmm. uh, to be able to get the care for her, and so Mito's like, I've taken away his reason for killing. It'll <laughs> we'll be able to clean up the mess with the barber soon. Yep. Yeah. But first, Hanja's ledger. Yes. <laughs> the lawyer fight. Uh, oh my god, again. I all of the fights I thought were so so well done. And I just thought once we got to see Rezing actually like do his job, 
He was so good at his job. Because, <laughs> yeah, he goes in, he's just super cool, gets into the house and, like, past everybody and, and gets the lawyer into the room with the safe and shoots him a whole bunch yeah. of times. <laughs> but but he, he gets the ledger. And he gets out. And he gets out. Yeah, there's a lot more shooting, but <laughs> he he gets the ledger, gets out, and and gives the ledger to Mito. Yeah, I mean they even like describe the whole scene where he's like strapping up with all his guns, you know, mm-hmm. very action movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. After that, he goes to the barber, whose wife is now dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just oh, awful. Just. <laughs> that that made everything's really going poorly sad. for him but yeah Ugh. but they they have another fight another very cool fight yeah. and rezing manages to kill the barber he does one of those like he gets stabbed by the barber and then like pulls yeah. him in even further and then stabs him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although then later somebody says, it's just like, the barber didn't want to live anymore. Don't give yourself too much credit. (laughs) You're not that cool. Yeah. yeah, He's not looking too great. He he had recovered from his previous fight with the barber, but now this new fight, he's he's got a knife in him. And and he goes he goes to the doctor. Just just a doctor at a medical center or something. Yeah, patch me up. Don't give me any sedatives. And the doctor's like, okay, I won't. Oops. He's like, okay. <laughs> and the doctor does. <laughs> and he's like, gosh darn it. <laughs> I told you not to. But it's all good. The doctor isn't a snitch. The doctor. Um, <laughs> you made it sound like the doctor he... did the right thing in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's no rat. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's no rat. <laughs> But yeah, he he wakes up and the doctor hasn't called the cops or anything. So so yeah, he he heads on out. He got a lot of money when he was at Hanja's. Like not only did he steal a lot of money from there, but then he also like asked for more. Yeah. Like on the phone, has he already like yeah. he asked on the phone for more money as well? Uh, and so then at one point he he starts like giving out. There's this one unhoused man that he sees and he is giving him money. Anyway, next he goes to see Raccoon and the library has just been like completely picked through by Hanja. And then Raccoon just gives Rezing the ledger. And I think at first Rezing's like, not even going to yeah, take it. He's like, I don't want it. Like, what are you doing? And then I wasn't sure because. I think he did end up taking yeah. it, but then when he does go back to Mito, he doesn't mention the Correct. book, if I remember that correctly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't think it looks how you think it looks. I was almost wondering if it was going to be in one of his encyclopedias, because one description about Old Raccoon was about how he's always reading his, like, two encyclopedias, like, his German one and his English yes. one, and he's just always reading it, like, cover to cover. And so I was like, Check that there. has to have information in it, right? That has to be the ledger. That's what I was thinking. But no. And so, so yeah. Uh, Mito has 
a new plot, one that will keep rezzing alive, do the old fake your death with a car accident trick. It'll be good. You'll be fine. You'll be free. And and he keeps asking about her instead, uh, but she doesn't have any alternatives for herself because she's made yeah, she's her. Like, I already told you I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> she's made her decision. She also sends uh, Misa off to Japan so that she'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And and she was asking Rezing to take care of her for at least three years. That's what she kept saying. Yeah. Like, for at least three years, can't you take care of my sister? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so my notes on this last bit, and we can definitely get into it in more detail, but <laughs> these are the... Oh, let's not. <laughs> these are the sentences I wrote. Rezing drugs Mito. He gets to Hanja yeah. in a spectacular way that has the whole city watching. He dies. God, I loved this book. Those were my last <laughs> sentences that I wrote. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so so he so Mito is planning to have the Hanja confrontation, but Rasing is like, no, you are not dying. I'm mm-hmm. dying. And so yeah, he he goes to confront Hanja. He's like, hey, bring the mm-hmm. money that I demanded earlier. And he's so cool. He's like, he's planning everything <laughs> out. He, we keep seeing him like ride the elevators for a while and like walk around yeah. a bunch of times. We're like, what is he doing? Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then he does the same thing for Hanja, like sends him off, like ride the elevator to this floor. Now go here. Now do this. And, and yeah. he goes around for a long time. Let's meet on the ninth floor. Let's meet in this shop. Let's meet over here. Mm-hmm. And he's carrying like this giant suitcase of money, and there's like one point he has to lug it up some stairs, and he's like, "Oh my god, can we stop?" Yeah, and, and so then they end up in in the elevator, and am I remembering this right? Are they those like like clear elevators where it's like looking out? Yeah, they're glass yeah, elevators. Like the glass elevators, so that everybody so that everybody can see and so yeah they have this major confrontation lots of gunshots going off getting everybody's attention uh rezing had like clocked where like all of hanja's men were and and so got various shots off at them and again just made it this big spectacle because that was the thing like we need to get all eyes watching this to try and take hanja down try and take the plotters down and Resting takes the money from Hanja and starts throwing yes. it to the people because they're in like a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. So just money yep. for everyone. Yes. But I mean, yep, doesn't end up well. A sniper takes out mm-hmm. Resting. Oh, so he dies like the old man, smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. There was one quotation from this chapter that I. I thought was pertinent where he says this world isn't a mess because people are evil it's because everyone has their own stories and excuses for doing bad things mm. <sighs> remind you of Very someone relevant um what <laughs> excuses for doing bad things mess shut up <laughs> 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 so yeah that gets us to the end of the book <laughs> i was wondering if you would bring up ness in this oh my gosh hey hannah like every time i've brought up ness after infinity sun it's because you've brought up ness 
whatever, the new book is going to come with a short story that talks about uh, Ness from the time between the blackout and uh, where we meet him in the first book. So we're going to get some explanation of his mistakes. Excuses for doing bad things, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, whatever. The plotters. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I think that uh, Rezing ended up being the Achilles of this story. I think that his buddy uh, Jiangan ended up being the Patroclus in that he kept working and kept trying to do things while Rezing had kind of given up and was like hiding away from the world. Mm -hmm. And then Rezing got his head out of his butt and went off and, and finished everything off. Although I don't really know what he accomplished, like, in expose, like, did he expose Hanja? Like, I know Nito has the ledger and that she'll be letting out information sometime, but I don't know, we don't really see the end results of their plot. Right, like, are they going to be successful in the end? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, the book was okay. I just, I I needed more focus. Fair enough. I liked it. I liked it too. Woo! <laughs> Perfect. All right. So then, before we close out this episode, uh, let's go over some recommendations of other books that you could read for whatever reason we end up coming with that we think uh, go along with the plotters. Christina, uh, do you have any recommendations? Why are you making me go first? worst <laughs> i would say read anything by haruki murakami the only book that i've read was kafka on the shore and it was very good similar writing styles i liked it i don't know i recommend it i am so bad at book recommendations i just really am <laughs> it's just what i'm gonna be bad at forever yes <laughs> Emma, what do you recommend? Okay, well, Murakami. So there's the back... I don't know if it's on the book, but in the digital copy of the book, it it compares it to Murakami. Uh, Which I don't know if that's really fair, because it just seems like, oh, who's the most famous Asian author? Mm. Let's compare it to this Asian author. I do think they're very different. Murakami's a lot more fantastical. But if you are interested in Murakami, then I think you should read Hard World Wonderland and The End of the World. Because I think that is, out of the two Murakami books I've read, that's the best Mm. one. Okay. Nice. So that's it. My turn. Okay, so I have two recommendations. My first one is The Day of the Jackal by Frederick Forsyth. It's a an historical fiction slash thriller that focuses on a fictional assassination attempt on Charles de Gaulle, uh, president of France, 
I think for anyone interested in French history, I think you would enjoy this. I will say that this is a long book that is super detailed. I think for some people, that will be great. I think for other people, it might be a bit of a trudge to get through. Uh, so if you're interested in something that's super detailed, then this is for you. You get to see so many different perspectives. Uh, you get to see all the steps that are taken by the plotters to create the plot. You get to see all the steps that are taken by the assassin to prepare for the assassination. You get to see all of the steps that are taken by the police and the government to stop the assassination. And so it's, again, just incredibly detailed, maybe a little too long with too many details. But I think if you're looking for another book about assassins, that this could be one for you. And then my second one, I didn't go with assassins. I went with serial killer. So my second recommendation is Diary of a Murderer and Other Stories by Young Ha Kim. And the first story in this collection is all about a serial killer who has Alzheimer's. Whoa. And so we follow along in his diary as he goes through learning about how he has Alzheimer's and then how he begins to suspect that his daughter's boyfriend is also a serial killer. So it's a very interesting novella. Ooh, novella. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so yeah Emma what are we reading next time we're reading Shane by Jack Schaefer the western classic that everyone has heard of that's a lot shorter than you might think it is <laughs> I'm excited alright well that is it for us on this episode be sure to check out our Instagram at treatyourshelfpodcast we also have a Twitter account at treatyourshelfpod yours just you are uh, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes we would love to hear from you about your thoughts on the plotters or even what you think about Shane our upcoming book <laughs> thanks for joining in on our discussion until next time don't forget to treat yourself